Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking installment of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking about all of our dirty, ugly failures, you know, the stuff that we put away in the broom cupboard and then we hope no one talks about. <laughs> With us on the line and the hot seat today uh, on this episode is none other than Peter Zaitsev, the CEO of Pocono. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hey. Dude. Tell me, uh, let's kick us off with the elevator pitch, man. What are you guys up to uh, these days? So uh, uh, at Percona, we help uh, companies to run uh, open source databases, such as uh, MySQL, MongoDB, and Postgres. And with that, uh, we help our customers uh, by having their uh, software and services to achieve better availability, security, performance, and lower cost. Mm-hmm. So what's a typical problem when it, when somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, I have this problem, what does that actually look like? Well, databases are hard, right? At least for many, at least uh, uh, mission-critical databases, right? Uh, so uh, when somebody gets uh, more database when they are uh, ready to handle, then they come to us. For some of that, uh, and in many cases, that is scalability problems, uh, right? The application is just too slow because database is not performing in uh, other cases that may be security or uh, database becomes uh, too costly. So we solve all of those uh, kind of problems. I ran into a database administrator on Sunday, the guy to my kid's birthday party, and I was like, DBA, I haven't heard that term in such a long time. Is DBA still like a, a very important component in IT infrastructure? Well, uh, yes, uh, DBAs are still important. I think in many cases, where, uh, you know, in profession, we kind of like to spice uh, and change titles a little bit. Yeah. So sometimes it's called database engineer now or database reliability engineer now or database architect, right? Or uh, all kind of different titles. But in the end, the databases are still uh, important. You know, what I like to explain the databases to people is, you know, like your plumbing. bin. You probably do not think about your toilet a lot, right? It just works. But you know what? If it clogs and it doesn't, it can cause a great mess mm. for your for your house, right? The same thing with databases, right? You often do not notice them until it misbehave, misbehave and that is where you wished you would have uh, uh, taken a good care of them. Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy. So let's get on to the main meal of this series today. Uh, what is your story of fail? for our audience around the world today? Yes, for my story of fail, I'll go uh, all the way back to 2015. Uh, Then uh, we at Pircona have done our only relatively big acquisition and uh, acquired uh, uh, the company. And uh, that didn't uh, uh, go very well for us. So in the end, uh, in I think maybe a year, maybe slightly longer, we uh, lost all the staff members and uh, we didn't get a good return on that technology, right? In, in the end, few years later, we end up uh, uh, decommissioning that. So what transpired? I mean, what did you learn from that experience? Well, uh, I think a few things. Uh, uh, one thing is uh, I started to appreciate even more how much culture matters, right? And how multidimensional that culture aspect is, right? Because, hey, you know what? We have a tech company, we have a tech company, we like open source databases, technology, but you know what? 
that does not really make us comparable because we may be different on some other directions uh, in terms of how we uh, approach things. Right. They, they're kind of like a locally office focused company and we were, you know, completely distributed workforce. Right. So they, uh, have been kind of like a fish out of the water in, uh, uh, in, uh, our, uh, in our environment. Right. I also think it was very important to learn what was, uh, uh, what we did not, uh, really maybe understand very well what Pircona is good at. And the fact that we were very good helping our uh, customers with other very kind of mature databases, that did not mean we were uh, very good at doing the greenfield development of a database technology virtually, uh, uh, virtually from, uh, you know, from scratch. I also learned what optimism, and I think we entrepreneurs, like we generally are optimists, right? We even have to have our own this distortion field. But sometimes when you imagine things as you wish they would be, not as they're likely to be that can, uh, you know, get that uh, bad tricks on you, right? When you believe maybe too much in uh, your own uh, invention. Yeah. So what did, uh, so just to double click on some of the stuff here. So basically you went and acquired this company, you had this technology, there was a culture mismatch and ultimately the thing didn't, uh, didn't work out the way that you had hoped to. Um, maybe let's use that to go back in time. So... If you could go back to yourself before this event, before you did the acquisition, what would you do differently? Well, uh, if I, uh, well, with, uh, I think I don't didn't mention yet another important thing to frame that situation. Uh, at that time, uh, we haven't been doing very well uh, financially, right? And that is, I think, one of those hopes. Hey, you know what? This looks like a company we can buy. We're going to have this amazing synergy, and that is going to solve all the problems, right? And I want to say is well, when you're short on cash, buying something may not be the smartest thing to do, right? And I think uh, maybe for you that sounds kind of very, you know, naive and obvious, uh, but I think that's uh, could be uh, one of the mistakes we were, uh, we went right. And I think uh, it would be good to go back and think uh, more clearly about that, where that is actually a solution and is likely, or you are uh, having your hope uh, as a strategy, right? And generally to evaluate their uh, the deal better. Right, maybe kind of to take it slow and uh, do not rush. And I think what we try to do at that time is we try to close the team and announce that on the conference. And that was kind of very important for me, right? Because, hey, you know what? It's so nice and glorious when you can come out at your conference and then in a keynote in front of thousands of people say, hey, we bought this company, right? We are, you know, it's kind of cool, right? Well, Maybe cool, but maybe it doesn't worth it. Yeah, it's a, I've, it's a very interesting thing because I was literally thinking about that. Um, uh, you know, like the ego, the role of the ego when it comes, you know, your ability, like oh, I just acquired a company, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you're, in the, you're such a rock star. <laughs> but like a lot of acquisitions go wrong. Like I've sold a couple of companies um, and I've been on both sides and oftentimes it does go wrong, you know, with the lack of due diligence, especially in the private space. Like, is the story really the story? 
you know. Um, and, um, and so it is a minefield. So tell me, um, you didn't have cash to acquire these guys or you were a bit cash strapped. So how did you fund it? Well, uh, uh, they were also in a situation where we needed to be, uh, uh, needed to be acquired. So we structured that as a, uh, you know, uh, stock and, uh, earn out, uh, in the deal, uh, the, as a deal, right? So we didn't have to pay any, uh, any cash out upfront. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So what's your advice, uh, Peter, to other CEOs or entrepreneurs out there listening to us right now in terms of the importance of failure in, in business success? Yes, well, uh, I will uh, mention something which is relevant for me, right? And I think that is an advice which is, uh, uh, you know, maybe different for uh, different people. I like to go back to this, uh, this saying, uh, uh, which says what you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. Right. And I keep uh, reminding that, uh, uh, that myself. Right. And I think that's very, uh, important for many entrepreneurs, right? Who are so full of ideas. Right. Every day, even before a breakfast, right? You may have already, you know, 20 ideas and maybe 15 of them are actually pretty good. Uh, right. And I think you need to manage that from, uh, different angles. One is also saying no, uh, probably more often, uh, than you are, uh, uh then focus. And then, uh, what is also very important, uh, delegation, right? I think in many cases for many entrepreneurs, right, who do multiple things at the, at the same time, that is a secret, right? Making sure while, uh, you can't focus on many ideas. Well, that doesn't mean other people cannot focus on your ideas. Mm, that's really good advice. Peter, is there, are there any books or tools or resources that you encourage other founder entrepreneurs to use on their journeys? Yeah, well, uh, I like uh, uh, podcasts, uh, the, right? Like I think uh, how I uh, built it, right? That uh, by Garaz, that has been... They're uh, with a, a fantastic, uh, a fantastic uh, podcast uh, in this case uh, for entrepreneurs in particular. Uh, the other one, which is kind of slightly to the side, uh, uh, but also very relevant, is called Cautionary Tales by Pushkin Industries, right? And I think uh, that is, you know, fantastic in terms of how things go wrong mm. uh, in certain cases, right? Because I think that's also uh, is also very re- refreshing for as uh, entrepreneurs in uh, in many cases. Yeah, and don't forget the Matt Brown show. I mean, I heard of it. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, uh, Peter, thanks for being uh, on the show, dude. Um, and thank you for sharing uh, your perspective on the Secrets of Fail series. Uh, it's uh, great to to know that, uh, you know, you're not alone in the world of failing through acquisition. <laughs> it's a, a lot of guys do it to grow, interestingly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great to have your perspective. On oh, that. absolutely. That was a very fantastic education. Oh, expensive, but very valuable. <laughs> well, which education is not expensive? <laughs> oh, my word. Well, look, thanks again, buddy. I appreciate you being here.